You're listening to Mischief Media. Eighteen years of this. I know it's been at least eighteen months since we've I, done it last. Yeah, I know. Listen, I still have to edit up the drunk thing. <laughs> Just haven't. I forgot. I don't even remember we'll, we'll, that at this we'll point. We'll put it out eventually. All right, Bye. hey everybody, we're back. It's Pottercast. Oh my gosh. Oh my Hello. Gosh. Hi, I'm Melissa. I'm Frack or Frankie these days. <laughs> and I'm John. Hey and everybody. We are your Harry Potter podcasters for. A long time, and we're happy that you're still here with us. What has it been? Seventeen years? Eighteen, almost. Eighteen, almost. Well, what? that would—that's seventeen in my book. That's seventeen. Eighteen and a half, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Don't make me math. It's something. We're not mathing here. We're it's not here something. for that. We're here to talk about stuff that we like. And we're just I'll celebrating tell you what. that y'all are still here listening. Yeah. Thanks for staying subscribed. How cool it's, is that? I wonder Frank, how long yeah. it's been for you. Talking it's about been. stuff and we like talking about each other. Talking do, talking about each other, talking with each other about <laughs> stuff. That and we decided true. to start talking about some other stuff that we are really into. Well, yeah, yeah cuz something came about and recently some stuff that, that you we're get talked into. Super. Do we want to get right into it? What is it yeah. that we're super excited about here lately? For so the next couple episodes, we are going to talk all about The Last of Us. Because we are all giant fans of it. Right. I don't know if that's accurate of Frankie. Are you a giant I, fan of it now or you just think it's I'm cool? A, I'm a new fan. I, I'm i very nervous about the show. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it. I am, okay. Yeah. It's, it's been a fun watch, but yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a new experience for me. And yeah. we have a fourth member with us tonight. Hello. Hello. We have Bree, who is an occasional guest on on the podcast. I basically invited myself on for this episode because this is my favorite (laughs) thing to talk about right now. Well, there's going to be like a bunch of these episodes. So Bree's coming in as a Last of Us extra special. She is a specialist on this. All right. For as many times as I've rewatched this show, she has rewatched it more. For as many times as I've played the video game, she's... Well, you haven't necessarily played through it yet, but we'll get to that. You've watched it. I've watched other people play. Many times. Yeah, let's start there. What are all of our histories with The Last of Us? Frankie, are you totally just watching the show? My history with The Last of Us is the fact that I know that it was a video game. I watched some gameplay and saw how viscerally you have to take down those zombies Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, never in my life can you pay me to play that game. So I was happily to be like oblivious of it. Yeah. And then the show came out and everyone was talking about it. And then I was like, I hate zombies. But then I did like the idea that there are mushroom zombies. That's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And then so now I've watched the first three episodes. And so, it's very intense. Frankie, I remember for years before and after Pottercast recordings, John and I would tell you to play this game or ask you to watch a playthrough because we Mm -hmm. were so obsessed with it. But you had this exact reaction like I can't I cannot do the zombies. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's the zombies. It's it's the zombies are sure that's the thing. If it's too gory, that's fine. This one, it, it skews fantasy and with the with the mushrooms in a way that. I like it's whimsical enough. That's kind of cool. So that I can kind of bridge through, but it still gets gory with the mushrooms. 
but it was literally it's just so visceral when they die and like you have to stab <laughs> them in the neck stab them in the arm choke them watch them die it's just i get physically uncomfortable watching it like like in the first episode when the old lady runs wait, wait. you hear the crack 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 like we're not there yet well sorry that's whatever sorry yeah. we can bleep that out no but like the cracks i can literally like I feel it in my bones. Mm -hmm. Like I feel, I can feel it right here when I think about it. Yeah. John, what, what about um, John and Bray? Yeah, you guys go. Well, Gosh. we bought our first PlayStation like six years ago, mm -hmm. and it was the first game that we bought. Okay. And I really wanted to play it, and I was living by myself at the time, mm -hmm. and booted up the game, got to Joel's bedroom as Sarah, where you see outside there's like an explosion or something. And I just was like, oh, I can't do this. I, I absolutely can't. cannot play <laughs> Nightmare fuel. So eventually John and I kind of split playing it where he would play the combat scenes and I would just do the exploring. Mm -hmm. And the puzzles and things. Yeah. Gosh, it's been a long time. We've played through the game and the sequel and the prequel multiple times. I can't remember when we started, but obviously we've been watching the show, we've been re-watching the show, we've been re-watching the video game playthroughs, and then watching the show again, back and forth, just to see how <laughs> similar they are. Wow. All of that all of that to say, you know, I don't know if I'm like good at trivia on this yet, but I feel very familiar with the characters and with the plot in general. I got the game for Christmas in 2013, and <laughs> I have played it at least once a year since. <laughs> yeah. Beat the whole thing plus left behind on Grounded, the really, really oh, wow. super hard. It took weeks of my life, but I needed to. <laughs> and then when two came out, it was the middle of COVID. Wait, explain to me what that means. Grounded is... the hardest so there are, mode. There's like hard modes of video games, and then there's the grounded mode. It's just, there's like no supplies. Mm -hmm. If you get touched by a clicker, you're dead. Like, it's just, yeah. it's really, really hard. Yeah. So, and then when two came out, it was in the middle of COVID and I rearranged my entire life to spend like three solid days just, mm, yeah. just only doing that. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm replaying number two right now, which I haven't done in a while. I play that one less just because it's so brutal. I haven't what? read the comic books, which is oh, a big no. yeah, yeah, that's haven't done We that haven't either. either. Yeah. Feel free to not answer this if it's a spoiler. Do you like... Is the origin of why this happened part of the narrative or it's not really about that? Kind of like The Walking Dead wasn't about that. Well, the origin of why it happens is just... Global warming and the, the fungus thing? I mean, it's not even global warming in the game. It's just that there's this fungus that happens to ants, this fungus thing. Let's imagine it hopped to humans. That's it. That's and the entire... Why does it happen to humans? Because the remember, fungus... Bri? mutates so that it takes over humans in the game they it's mentioned just so briefly you pick up a newspaper and they mention that it's like a food supply issue well the woman in jakarta talks about it says that the flour is the perfect substrate substrate yeah. and jakarta happens to have the world's biggest flour no. You're talking about the show, though, right? That's just the show. Yeah, because in the game, it doesn't spend too much time on it at all. But the show is going out of its way, at least in the first few episodes, to really give you more backstory, which is really kind of nice and something that I feel like I was very frustrated with other shows like Walking Dead, for example, that you never spend any time really figuring out how their whole situation happened. So yeah. those of you who have watched The Walking Dead, can you explain for me the, and for maybe everybody else the difference between this and the... Because it's... I, 
my impression of Walking Dead is mm-hmm. that it's like survive thriller, right? Like you're basically just survive well, zombies. Well, I only watched the very first season of The Walking Dead, and 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 as like you guys know, my a zombie aversion. I watched the full season. It was good TV. The first season of The Walking Dead yeah. is is prestige TV. It is Great. beautiful, well story told. It's creepy. It's gory. It's gross. Sure. But it's creative and intelligent. Mm-hmm. Like it makes it makes zombie choices. It uses a genre in the storytelling, and it leans into it in ways that are like, "Wow, this is this is why you're telling a zombie story here yeah. because you couldn't do this outside that." The second season and on, I watched one episode, and I was like, "This feels different." And then I then I re- then I looked into it, and there are different creators on the first. Like it's not the same director from the first season the zombies were too much for me then because it was just gore mm-hmm. and torture because mm-hmm. it is from my understanding the walking dead is literally about survival the narrative is survival and they use zombies as the conflict to show that and see how people like react to human condition this mm-hmm. i can see like i don't know yet you guys know better than me if it's more than survival or now it does seem like survival but it does seem to me the narrative here is working together. Mm-hmm. Like the humans need to work together, just like the mushrooms are working together. I've, the Walking Dead to me seems to be about since having never watched it, but I've watched ads and I've, I've I've seen a little bit of background of it. Like it's about the zombie apocalypse, and in this, it seems the zombie apocalypse seems to be the background of the story. That's I'd agree like. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that definitely one of the themes to last of us is that survival is not the end all be all like mm-hmm. it needs to be mm-hmm. more than that like, like what is living. it what right. does it mean to live mm-hmm. in this situation and and thrive I and like and love in this situation and what? especially love yeah. and to care for other people have y'all been listening to the to the official podcast oh yes yes oh yes no. it's so good <laughs> troy baker who played the original joel who is a phenomenal voice actor i don't know if you've ever seen troy baker Troy Baker looks like an anime character. Troy Baker is <laughs> yeah, like an angular, like a thin, angular-faced blonde guy. That's who voiced the original Joel. And when you play mm-hmm. the game, Joel, like it looks like his voice could not be with anyone but what that character looks like. Right. You know, it's so crazy. But I don't, I, I don't is know. Is Joel congruent with the like, TV casting? Is he kind of the same vibe? Spot on with pa- Pedro really? Pascal. Oh, it's so good. He's so handsome. I love the Pedro's in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would yeah, have never thought of job. Pedro Pascal before he was cast for this. Because I think about him from Game of Thrones, you know? Mm-hmm. And as soon as Grogu. they cast him, yeah. well, well, I mean, you ro- don't see his face in that one. He could be rolling his eyes the whole time <laughs> like, I think I heard him say recently that he can't see shit in that helmet in Mandalorian. Like, he literally can hardly see anything in front of him when he wears well, is it. Is this seriously him? In there. What's Why that? are they paying for his time? Yeah. Wild. It's just, it's you know, it's probably not hard to do the stunt scenes. I'm sure, just no one would know the difference. He just voices. It's because a nerd is running Star Wars right now, and I'm kind of here for it. Did you guys watch him on SNL? Yeah, yeah. And he talked to one oh of the messages. God. He talked about how like one of the kids he like FaceTime with some kid, and was like, "It's a Mandalorian," and he's all like, "But I wear a mask the whole time. I had to do a sexy voice to a kid." <laughs> right. He said <laughs> like, that the, when he does the voice alone, it's too. It's a little too bedroom. <laughs> So we yeah, tried to yeah, do yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> All right. I, okay, so... I clocked it. That grandma. Mm, I have I this written it. down. I have this written down, Frankie, that the second you see the grandma, 
If you know the, the story, you know. She's just in the wheelchair. And you're like, she's... I didn't even know the story, but it's just, I get, like, the one thing that's good about this, I really appreciate the storytelling because there's enough stuff broadcasted that I can be like, okay, I think something's coming. And yeah. I thought they were going to do something else with the, with the daughter that they didn't. And so I was like, okay. So then it made me go like, I have to really watch what how this show tells its story which i like because i can't really because like i will work like sorry i don't want to sound pretentious or anything but working in you do work in this field i I like that (laughs) you can speak from that rhythm to this i love thinking from that perspective because like that's been my job and so like there's a rhythm to this there are recipes there are ingredients to storytelling and when you can kind of like clock it, you're like, oh. But then when they use the ingredient in a way that you didn't anticipate, you're like, oh, that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Or they do it in the same way, but it's still scary or it's still hard. Like, it's just, I'm impressed. But this is a hard, like a real hard show for me to watch. All right, so but it's well made that it's, I like it. I'd like to back up for one second and talk about the cold open, especially with people of the first episode, especially with people mm-hmm. who have played the game. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. a totally new scene. It was not in the game. Mm-hmm. This, t- this 60s. 60, late 60s early 70s talk show yeah. situation where they prefaced the kind of foreboding nature of what would happen mm-hmm. i'm curious your y'all's thoughts on it i thought it was a great ad i, I think that it served a really useful purpose and definitely helps create like this sense of oh shit you know like i wasn't even ever worried about this before and this is something I have to worry about. So when the everything picks up from where the game started, you know, it doesn't start out scary. It doesn't start out in this foreboding way, but that's just in the background now. That's in your head. And so you're looking at it completely differently than you otherwise would have had that scene not been put in there. Well, have you guys ever played Portal? Oh, yes. Portal 2? Oh, yes. This It reminded me of Portal 2. What? Like the Interesting. Older stuff. <gasps> Because of like the under the ground stuff was all 70s. It was back fed information type of thing. It, it really helped like as a story, as a storytelling device. <laughs> You're going to say but, that like, a lot, aren't you? It's really as great. As a storytelling device. I mean to, but like they, it, it really sets the tone and it's really great to give. It's a really, really fun way to f- f- spoon feed the audience exposition. They're literally just it's a talking head. They're just t- tell, talking at us. It's like a it's a book that they filmed, but in a, such a compelling way. And then they they glazed it in this like 1970s, whatever. And then I think it's really smart for them to have the incident happen like in 2003 or whatever, which for us, all of us who are old enough have like to, like 9-11. We remember that. And mm-hmm. so that is something that we can remember back. There's something congruent with the fact that like right now, as we're watching the show and it's. 2023 we're in 2023 they talk about what something happened 20 years ago back at the the opening thing one of the things i clocked was where do we get penicillin from Mm -hmm. it's such a throwaway line it's almost not even reacted to just a little but it tells you why the infected humans last yeah as long as they do because the mold actually and I don't know if I'm misreading this, but the mold can actually be an agent for like keeping them on, keeping them going, mm-hmm. you know? Also, there's that change in the audience as soon as he starts talking about the fungal infection. And as soon as, as soon as he starts talking about what happens if the earth warms up just a little bit. Yeah. And like everybody. 
everybody gets mm-hmm. silent and it gets everybody's super like, serious. Oh, what if the earth warms up just a little bit? <laughs> and that's conspiracy theory stuff in the 70s. That'll never happen. Right. That'll never happen. So true. Did you guys watch Chernobyl? Oh, yes. Yeah, that gave me, like, huge Chernobyl vibes, that opening scene. Definitely. Definitely. That was such a good show. And for anybody who is is not aware, it's the same... uh, Same director. Same director. And Craig Mason is actually... Yeah, and Craig Mason's actually writing a lot of the scripts for for this as well. Speaking of scripts, and if it's okay to move on just a touch... Yeah, yeah, let's do it. This scene was added, and we point out the fact that it was added because so much of this episode is literally like play by play, in some cases, shot by shot, copied from the video game in a way that I feel like I've not seen before. The and... opening scene, the Sarah, but it's also changed. Yeah, well, that's it. the fun part too is that like a lot of it's the same, and then some parts are, are different in a way where. I think some choices are just better for television. Some choices might be a little bit better for story, but then some choices are there just to mess with the viewers, at least the video game playing viewers. Mm-hmm. You, you know what scene I'm thinking about? You're the plane, right? Oh, the plane. The plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the, in the game, they get hit by a car. Yeah. In the show, they get <laughs> smashed by a airplane that crashes. Well, like debris the from the crash. Yeah. Of the airplane. Uh-huh. It's like they they keep they find ways to still surprise people mm-hmm. that know also, the game. In the yeah. show, they get hit by a car, well, but yeah. there is a crash of something hitting into the theater in the game. In like mm-hmm. the distance, there's a big explosion because something has hit into the theater, and I can't remember if it's a plane or if it's a helicopter or if it's just an explosion. Yeah, but yeah. So what were you going to say, Frankie? I see you with a question. I was going to say that is to me. I think that is a really good example of what you said earlier. Like they are going to change things to make it better for TV. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this story is different than... You're going to tell the story differently than you would in a video game. Yeah. Because this one, you have no agency in, and the video, like, you're going to be able to do different things with the genre. You can go anywhere here. Mm-hmm. In a video game, you get to build everywhere you go. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So you have limited assets. Here, you just film something. You also... Yeah, you get time with other characters. You can do back pre pre flashbacks you can do mm-hmm. flash forwards there's something um, i want to talk about abstractly so i don't spoil anything for what like you know about any like i've only seen up to episode three and so episode three there's some storytelling when i looked when Gem and i looked into the what was in the game versus what was on the show very different and apparently a lot of yeah apparently a lot of the storytelling in episode in that episode is story that in the game was quote unquote off screen yeah mm-hmm. and i think that was like oh wow what an intelligent choice to lean into mm-hmm. when you're retelling this story yeah because one of my not critiques but observations about the show and i don't know i can't speak too intelligently on it because i've never played the game is the game essentially is a movie you're playing through. Like you don't have, it's not a free roaming game. You're just mm-hmm. going through no. it, the whole story that's written. Mm-hmm. And so to translate it to the screen, you would think is like, oh yeah, that's easy, but it's not. You're going to have to make those creative decisions that differ from the game that have like some sort of emotional congruency that a series gives you that a game doesn't, or that you know that your time with these characters is so brief so you're going to make different 
choices for them because you're not going to put this character in five episodes. You get one episode with this character. So what are you going to do with them? You want to tell something intelligently. And so is there examples of that from this first episode? Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, you get so much more of Sarah. You get a lot more of the Adler. Oh, so much more of Sarah. So much more of Sarah. You get a lot more of the Adlers. That's his daughter, right? Yes, his daughter. The Adlers are the next door neighbor. You get, I mean, Mm -hmm. you basically in the game see one the guy kind of crash into the house once he's infected. Like, that's all you see of the Adlers. Also, did you guys notice that they don't eat carbs all day? Yeah. All day. They didn't. Yeah, so she looks she's looking for pancake mix. It's not there. She's offered biscuits. She doesn't want them. He says mm-hmm. I'm on Atkins. She's offered cookies, but they're not chocolate chips. She doesn't want them. He says he's gonna bring a cake home. He forgets the cake. If they had eaten flour all day, mm-hmm. they would have gotten infected. the how even Tommy, when he comes over in the morning and is pulling breakfast out of the kitchen, he's eating old chicken wings. Oh, I didn't That's even cool. notice that. Mm-hmm. No gluten. For anyone, it's really, really clever. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I crazy. have I have my qualms with it, with the the idea that everybody's flour was sourced on this very same day from the. I grant you, it's the biggest flour sourcing place in the world. Well, whatever. not everybody's. It doesn't have but to like, be everybody's. Well, it has okay, to just right. be. It's well, not everybody, it, but it was enough not, it people. It doesn't even have to be close to everybody. To it just has to be enough people to spread it to enough places that they're going to start biting of- people. You know, yeah, it speaks of their lifestyle. If he's on Atkins, he has been. He's not actually on Atkins. Like he's not actually. Yeah, like and everyone got this. Well, I, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I'm just saying, but like it does speak to the fact that like it's not that they fl- eating flour today would have done it because I think it would have to be in your system for a while. No, but like it is the fact that like, but as a storytelling choice, that is so yeah. really that is a that is a really great yeah. thing mm-hmm. that like that they don't, they even, don't mention. even broadcast you have to discover that's, yeah, yeah that's they'd have to discover it like the, who knows if their flower would have been contaminated the point right. be, the point was that enough flower it was, was cool that they put it in there i love that they put it in there do you it's remember when little... we hadn't even had the second episode yet and people on reddit were talking about it oh were yeah they? yeah a lot of people who hadn't played the games and didn't know anything about it were noticing the avoidance of flour. The avoidance yeah. of flour. And, and we're feeling wow. very smart to have figured it out. Right. Because then, like, on the podcast, like, wasn't it, like, the director who was, like... Craig Mason was, like, we left breadcrumbs or something like that. He, Did he, they say... He literally <laughs> said breadcrumbs. Said breadcrumbs. Yeah. 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 That's funny. <laughs> I missed that. I just, Did... like, when I started noticing this kind of thing happening in the show, like, I was already a fan of the games, obviously, but when I started seeing that, A, they're adding more stuff in here to kind of even further flesh out this universe and then the idea that they would be planting clues that's when it had me because that was how it was for harry potter planting clues the fact that they are that you know just think about all of the things that were in like the first harry potter book that would not pay off until many books later and the fact that that was happening Mm -hmm. here more even more intentionally definitely piqued my interest even further on watching this i'm having a vague memory and i could be wrong i'm having a vague memory of one of the harry potter books showing up in a scene like or like something that might let me google that because i'm sure they won't do it now Mm. but i have a vague because like an outbreak In in the game the outbreak happens in 2013 yeah right but like you see it on the the harry potter book was in the game or in the show in the game in the game Oh, interesting. Um, because yeah. I 
I could swear. I mean, they were everywhere in 2013, for Pete's sake. They're still everywhere. Hold on. Yes, there's a conversation in the second book. Did you guys also notice that spoiler. in the... Spoiler. In the... Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> I remember um, that. Spoiler. One Another thing that I'm loving about it is that how mm-hmm. funny they've made it. Yeah. There's a kind of archness to everything they do. The teacher. This is on your class next week. You have to know this is on your homework. And it's like, no, this is the last day of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, three nails plus one cross equals four given. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love... And and none of these characters, like we said, were in the game. But, like, you, you learn so much about Sarah through them that she would, you know, agree to go over there to help them out, to put herself out and just kind of be present for these neighbors just to be a good person you know all of these things like it was sad of course when she dies like in the game but you don't know much about her yet yeah and all so you know is, does yeah. she get infected in the game no it happens the way it happens in the show. Oh, i yeah. thought she was gonna get infected and so like i feel like because we know her that much better we can feel for Joel and what he's feeling so much better because we have this extra means of identifying with him and what a loss that was for him. They also spend a lot of time in in the first 10 minutes setting up community. Mm -hmm. You know, she goes over to the Adlers. He, he knows the Adlers too. Tommy's in and out. Like they have, they have a neighborhood, they have community and that's all going to go away and it's so heavily contrasted with what happens when mm-hmm. the safety net is pulled out from you. Yeah. You know? I think I've exhausted this now because we've gotten into the, the I, I can't really, I don't know what's going to happen anymore. But knowing the game and knowing the main characters were going to be like her and him, I knew immediately to protect myself, like don't get attached to her. She's definitely dying. <laughs> She's definitely <laughs> And then... And then so, like, I just knew, just, you know, like, okay, Brady, manage expectations, emotions here. And so that is something where the, this, how did you guys playing the game, how did, like, you guys knew for sure, like, how did you guys manage, how did you guys manage that? Because that was, to me, like, I intentionally engaged that parachute from the, like, of suspension of belief because I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. I don't want to watch this happen. Like. When I saw that old, like when she walked over, there's like, cause like they were just shoving those biscuits in they her were. grandma's mouth. And I was like, she's not doing anything. She's not moving so much now. Of course you're going to make her be the first zombie we see. That's what I would choose to do. Right. The most static person there. It's going to yes. be the creepiest thing to do. Yes. I admit. And then I... they do it in the creepiest way possible. Oh, that's like, sh- like she's looking at a book and then it's in the pulled shadow. She's going, Oh, all out of focus. Oh, Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's It's so so good. I'll I'll tell you. It's so well done. As I was watching this, I picked up on two different, one of them having to do with the fact that she can't see anymore. Mm -hmm. And the other having to do with the fact that, you know, she like was in a wheelchair. She couldn't get out of the wheelchair. And I remember saying to you, I'm like, she's going to get up and chase them. Yeah. Like the fact that like the what's the word i'm thinking of for the mushrooms that's not mushrooms cordyceps cordyceps. the fungus yeah yeah like that they take over the host in a way to make the host work to their advantage it means that they're able to overcome that person's prior handicaps in that case which is crazy 
All in, in except What's cordyceps? except in an episode the we'll talk about later. The fun the name of the fungus is cordyceps. It's actually cordyceps is in the real world. Oh. Cordyceps people eat it legit yeah. as adult humans right now. It's apparently good for That's energy. Crazy. That sounds terrible. I mean, it makes sense <laughs> now. I guess shit. Just don't don't forget to chew it or whatever. I don't even know how any of this shit works. Like, does it have a brain? Maybe they'll they'll be the no. ones immune. And they can only do so much because they can't make, they can't make like, if you don't have legs, you can't run. But well, yes, yeah, so you're not going to sprout legs. legs. I don't know. These zombies are aerodynamic. Have you yeah. seen? Oh my gosh. They fly. <laughs> Love it so much. The first, the one that goes after Joel and Sarah when yes. Joel is carrying Sarah and he's just yeah. throwing himself over running counters and running into things. It's oh, very it. the ring or paranormal activity or those kinds of horror movies. It just digs into that genre of they seem to be defying physics a little bit, and also they're they're so ungainly well, and- they they're not deft, so they just toss themselves, you know. But they well, just seem and to be fungus like fungus doesn't know fungus wouldn't know to right. use an arm as an arm. Yeah. It just knows like I want to go this way that way fast, and yes. so I think eventually when the like when the when they get yeah I think that yeah I don't know I thought that was really intelligent like how they did that because. They made them and behave in a way that was so uncanny mm-hmm. that was just like really they weren't walk, moving like humans. It was yeah, it's creepier it was, than that traditional zombie who's usually totally. experiencing like rigor mortis or whatever and can't move that fast. Yeah, it, it was so much creepier, so much scarier than when yeah. they're nimble. <laughs> Why do they click? Is that explained? Oh yeah, yes, because when the, the expands far enough, it grows out of your head. And you're you don't have eyes anymore, so they learn how to communicate via echolocation, like bats. Yeah. So they do they use eyes right now? There's stages of infection. When you are just in, when it's just yeah. started to affect you, you're what's, you're what's called a runner. So you still are sort of like a human, and you're just happen to be a yeah. vicious killer. Then you're a stalker, which is they they still have some intelligent facilities. They hide. There's a little bit of growth. Then you're a clicker. You don't have eyes anymore. You just have a big fungus head. And you look like a really, the Brillo pad from hell. And you, and then the next stage is bloater. You'll see that later. You'll see it. In episode two, we get a clicker. We're not even, we're not even, we're not even past outbreak day. I know we're, I know we're not. I'm just saying Frankie's seen a clicker at this point. How about the dog? How how did the dog feel to you, Frankie? Mercy, the dog. I not to get attached. I knew not to get, like, honestly, like, I don't even remember the dog because I knew, like, he's not going to make it. What happened with the dog again? He just ran away. But he, like, oh, he, appeared he, at he the door to get screen? Sarah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Now I remember the dog. That's right. Also, he yeah, was whining was at the old lady. Yeah. Oh, no. The, yeah, he, was, he wasn't he was whining. Yeah, exactly. He was watching the lady. And I was like, that's, again, you do that. The dog always That knows. is what you do. Storytelling, that's wonderful because anybody who wasn't paying attention and miss the pulled focus because you there like the intentionally was when you look at the the girl. Mm-hmm. So then you say like you, you talk. You have this dog act in a way that's like kind of like what's weird, what's going on. But if you saw, it, I knew it, I knew it. Like it's just so much fun. Like like yeah. sorry, I'm gonna stop talking about storytelling. Frankie, so that's what we want you to do the most. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're all talking about storytelling. This, these are okay. your you you can talk about it with better language than I can at this point. But. But we all get it to a certain degree, you know, but like when he 
wouldn't go back in. That was great. But at the same time, it was great. It's just, it's a good standing for the audience because yeah. you're like, don't go in. Don't. Yeah, don't go near there. And the dog's like, peace. And I'm like, yeah, same dog. <laughs> good um, dog. Good dog. Yeah, same. Yeah. Oh. And then you go in and she's all like biting the neck. Ugh. And the gad was like not dead yet. The, another new thing is this the mold that grows out of their mouth that's not in the game i yeah. mean maybe mm. oh yeah. so that the, was so creepy there is a like one other visual change that it, at first was really kind of strange to not see after playing the game and that's in the game wherever there is like a concentration of like this fungus there are spores in the air and you can see them yeah. in the video game. And their characters have to put on gas masks if they're near them. And they decided for the show that, A, we don't want to have their characters in gas masks all the time. It would look ridiculous. But, B, they don't mm, think that smart. it's realistic that the spores would actually stay confined to the area that they were in the game. And that if you were to look at it more critically, then like it would mean... It's just constantly in the air, and everybody would have it, and it would make it's sense. It's always been a little shady in the video well, game as to like how close you can get to spores before yeah. you're infected, and like wouldn't everybody just get it? And wouldn't right. they, you know, Stay on what's your clothes? Yeah, you feel like, yeah. what's the parts per million? I would, <laughs> I would anticipate that they would use that in like a sequence where they have to get through something, and spores are there, and they have to like improvise. Like, she can go through because she's immune. But like he has to get a mask or something is, but I haven't only seen three. So they episodes. do use that so like, in a game. I don't know if the they're going They use that in the game yeah, but because, I mean, like... but at this point, at this point, if the characters aren't walking around with gas masks, it's, it's not part of the fabric of the world. How do you mm -hmm. go back? Yeah. No, that's you what know? I meant. Like if you, I, as like, I would, I would, I would guess that maybe they'll use that just as the the complication for the sequence in a future episode. No, I think they've said there's no so. there's no spores at this like they've okay, just yeah. they just changed yeah. it. It's oh, because they, they use it to to prove that Ellie is immune because he doesn't believe her still. Mm -hmm. And then she see mm -hmm. he sees her like breathing in these spores and being fine. Yeah. So they replace that with her getting bit in the second episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Question. Have you guys seen the movie called Annihilation with with No. Nope. Natalie Portman? No. Dormer? And Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman. No, wait. It's it's interesting because it's like a horror movie, but it's like really, really pretty. It's a female cast, and there is like one sequence that reminds me of this show a little bit because there's one air. They go to this planet or this dimension or something where like the DNA starts to like their DNA starts mingling with the environment, and so these trees start growing in the shape of like the one of the people there so it's like there's like these women trees like walking around like just grown in the field and they're made of like uh like different colored flowers and then eventually she starts turning into a tree and like it stayed there and it was very mushroomy but it's creepy but beautiful and it some it some of the mushroom stuff evokes that and i wasn't sure if you guys had seen that movie if you got that oh no i hadn't maybe someone listening has yes Sarah's death. Mm -hmm. I thought That's all that I had was, to say. That Sarah's was death. <laughs> what I noticed from the show that I hadn't realized from playing the game is that the soldier that shoots at them 
and even like the orders that that soldier would have gotten to shoot at them was so much just everything to do with the fact that Sarah couldn't walk and that they didn't trust the fact that when they said, oh, no, she sprained her ankle, that in fact she hadn't just got bit in the ankle, like we've seen is very, right. a very easy thing to happen in this world. I, John, I oh, never, ma- I, I never made that. that connection that it wasn't just pure brutality. Right. It was only, only the most fit are allowed. And I find it like a really interesting yes. thing to set in Joel's mind to kind of juxtapose how he will eventually choose to act himself where we see this extreme example of like the Fedra no nonsense like even if we think you might be infected we're going to shoot you in the head Mm -hmm. because like nothing is more important than getting rid of this infection and anyone that could have it just for the good of the whoever's left protecting the settlement yeah nobody yeah, and so we see Joe, Joel, encountering this man, this man that you know kills his daughter, acting in this way. I think is a pretty wow. defining moment, you know, for for Joel. Yeah, totally. That is. I never really thought about that. That they're like, out. oh, she can't. You know, there's she's injured. She must be bit, mm-hmm. and that's and that's the deciding. Yeah, I don't think it's that way in the game. I don't even think they say anything because she says it's a little girl. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the guy says in the game. Does he say ankle? Mm-mm. He's just know... carrying his daughter. Yeah. He just says yeah. we're not sick. Yeah. So I think, I yeah. I feel like they, they put that there for the show in the way that they have been putting other things in there to kind of either round something out or flesh something out. I know there's other examples that we'll get to. So it's been a half hour, and we are in the first twenty minutes of season of episode one. I told this well, is exactly this part. It's great. Yeah. This is exactly what I thought was going to happen. I love it because, like, her death for me, like, I honestly was expecting what I thought was going to happen because I was so, I was so, my nerves were so on end that I'm like, oh fuck, 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 fuck. Like, I thought she was going to turn and he was going to have to kill her. I thought that was they're gonna do. Mm, like, he's gonna yeah. have to kill his own daughter. Yeah. Gonna kill, this is gonna be terrible. And so when she just got shot by that guy, like I'd even kind of make. I wasn't even sure if he shot her on purpose or if it was an accident. Because he like when when he got tackled, maybe like he maybe Pedro Pascal Joel knocked him, and then maybe that's what made him fire the gun, and that's how his daughter died. And he's like, oh, he's responsible for her death. That's like that's as far as I get into it. But I was just relieved I didn't see her like start growing mushrooms at her head and attacking her dad. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, that would be pretty shitty. So we jumped forward in time a little 20 bit. Twenty years, Boston. Oh, what's Boston, left you're of Boston. Boston. You're in Boston. Boston. It's the same font in in the yeah. show. Yeah. You have that because awesome. for those of us who play the game so much, those little those little things mm. make you feel just that that like like oh i get yeah. so excited every time every time how they even reuse sound it's effects like when you saw something from the is it kind of like when you guys saw something f- on screen from the movie from the harry potter books on screen that was accurate like definitely how cool like that's what oh, I, yeah. just, like, oh, I imagined it definitely. i would say fun. it's even more exciting because you have such a like a more personal connection because mm-hmm. you've played it yes because oh. you're in control of joel and you spend so much time yeah. 
playing it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so, Great. so much time. I see this kid who kind of looks like Ellie uh-huh. slouching her way into the Boston QZ. Mm-hmm. And our first interaction with the new world order, with Fedra, is a like kind euthanasia. Horrible, but yeah. a euthanasia yeah. of a freaking child. Mm-hmm. We see little things like, like they're being too nice to this kid. Like, oh yeah, not yeah. gonna make it. You're gonna the get the every red. single toy we have is yours. Not suspicious yeah. at all. I'm like, what are you gonna do? The kid's dead anyway, you know. <laughs> but it's so br- yeah. it's so horrible to watch. Like how calm and how used to this yeah. that agent was. This has been her whole life. She's yeah. like what, maybe 25? That woman. So this has been her whole life. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah heartbreaking Ugh. it's a whole new world boston's destroyed yeah um, it's a quarantine zone now it has probably just a tiny fraction of the population it would have ever had yeah thousands of thousands of fewer people and a few minutes later you see a truck pull up to the qz and you see joel on work detail and he yeah. has to throw the you just saw him holding his dead daughter and the next thing you see is hard and joel mm tossing a child with into a fire with no right just like this is what i do then and then scooping up her ashes yeah and like the fact that they included another character in here whose whole purpose was to show like oh some people are still uncomfortable at the idea of disposing of a little body Mm -hmm. so let's bring in joel who's not so now we see just how much further along he is he's grizzled and gray and Looks worse for wear and Mm-mm. yeah, doesn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> same, same, Frankie. He's he's, he's grizzled and gray. I always <laughs> remind my like. I always think about in shows like this. What do they smell like right now? Do you suppose? Oh, like how can amazing. they stand to be oh anywhere near Oh my god, he other? probably smells so good. Oh no, Frankie. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you're. I'm right there with you, buddy. He's no, he's a like special that, man. Like that Pedro Pascal. He's daddy. Mm. He's daddy. Have you watched TikTok? <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. I am my tic, my FYP is all Pedro Pascal all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. TikTok. Love TikTok. Did you guys watch this SNL? Yeah. Yeah. And he hosted. Yeah, pretty good. Oh, you just talked about it. Oh God, it was so good. I love it. So yeah, they burn these bodies because I guess yeah. that's the only way to be sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Now tell me um, why they don't set aside like the nice shoes. And like well, her shoes were and a other th- other things that you know they probably like... do. Her well, shoes were a mess. Some fashion, maybe I don't know. Mm. The kid they needed the shoes there because they needed to have mineral shoes, so you knew that it was the same kid. Like, but hers all... they weren't good. They were all destroyed. The foot okay. was coming through them. They I just feel visible. like my one of my other pet peeves about the show is like because in the game I love to like loot everything and look at everything. Like you probably need no further explanation but there are so many things that they encounter in this world that they're just so they just carelessly leave. leave behind it's like it's I a know. trading society like everything that you can get you trade for something else so take sure but john think about your pack space your pack space is incredibly <laughs> limited sure true and then your narrative choices you get on the tv screen you get 45 minutes versus 16 hours in a video you're game. right you're right about that Okay. No, there's there's definitely stuff where I'm like, why aren't you picking that up? 
Right. I mean, yeah. Joel asked for his little baggy bag, at least. Yeah, Joel's over I here, like, like conserving like plastic bags appropriately. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, that's fun. Another change from but, the okay, game. But, okay, this is something that stresses me out. Like, when you guys are talking about how, like, oh, like, this world is this and this world is that, da, 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 da. This is one of the reasons I can't watch it very much. Like, when I'm watching it, living in that world is uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it's not escape and fun. It's not like when I'm watching like a sitcom or watching a movie like ooh devil wears prada like look at me i'm struggling in new york building on my career that's fun huh. this like oh god a zombie's gonna eat me and all my friends are dead like that is just like yeah that's just an emotionally complex place to be just wait so, though like, frankie and then just playing wait. a game there yeah. like you guys just living in it for like hours in the game like, and then you have to like kill the zombies like it baffles me because the story is worth it because <laughs> the story is worth it because we're masochists who love story yeah. right we want to be destroyed by a story. I want it to reach oh, in and God. fuck with I me. I think I think you know what it is, Frankie. Is that like I don't it, know if I do. like the bar for escapism um, has had to go up over time because the world got a lot more whatever it, it did that it got. And I don't agree with that. The fiction, you well, don't agree with that. No. I have a I, I have an observation, but is this gonna sound? I want to hear what you're thinking. Yeah, Tina. yeah, Brie, you go first. I don't remember what I was going to say no. about it exactly. No. no, it's okay. Fuck. I just, I don't know. For me personally, I love a good survival story. I find them Same. inspiring. To me, those things like bring light into my life to look at someone overcome just such a terribly, overwhelmingly bad situation. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, and I like action scenes. I think they're fun. I like, I like scary monster yeah. stuff. Person. I yeah. for for me the the I love 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 post apocalyptic video games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the voyeurism of I walking do. through old spaces, old houses. Yeah. The like all, when in the game when you like read all notes and stuff from past lives and like or or the idea of having the world completely open to you to mm -hmm. to explore. Mm -hmm. I comment to Will a lot like man if out for the zombies this would be actually a pretty cool place to <laughs> right you know? you know you think about that like it kind of reminds me of like indiana jones in a way or just the vibe that i re remember feeling when i watched those movies for the first time and thinking about do i want to be like an archaeologist like do i want to like explore dig sites or maybe i'll find this ancient cave or evidence of some civilization or something but like with this stuff we're getting like the immediate aftermath of the end of civilization you know a thousand years hasn't had time to put dust on everything in that way yet and it's not like under a pyramid or something or wherever you know you're used to seeing really old like societies like you know finding artifacts and things but just yeah like discovering things that we recognize from our life but in this situation they're a marker of like what doesn't exist anymore it's... I, I think it's an interesting way to try to evaluate current culture and humanity too is to think about what you lose mm -hmm. but yeah i could connect it to the most recent episode but i will i know not. later yeah. later yes. yeah when you look back at what was important yes and yes. what it looks like when you lose luxury and you mm -hmm. lose the extraneous what remains Mm -hmm. you, you figure out what was important to each of that you know yeah. there's a funny part in the game where ellie sees 
a, a picture of a model on the wall. And she looks at Joel and says, I thought you guys had food back then. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, just some people didn't eat it. She's like, why? And he, you know, he explains like, I don't know, looks or whatever. She goes, that's so dumb. Like, it's very that that point about like when everything else is stripped away, you see what's important. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Okay, so they're in the new Fedra. They have a 6 p.m. curfew. Everybody has to be indoors and they will execute you. Yeah. If you. Fedra is Boston. Fedra is like FEMA, but it's the new. No, 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 but like. No, Fedra is a government agency. Yeah. They're in Boston. They're in a number of other places too. Fedra is a military force that controls the quarantine zones. This just happens to be in Boston. Okay. So, but yeah, but okay, so. So they what did I miss the fact in the show it said Fedra on the screen? I just saw Boston. No, because all all the all the agents are wearing patches that say Fedra, and you'll see Fedra on the side. But okay. we know it so well because of the video game. Yeah. But that's yeah. the name of the military okay, force cool. that's occupying. And so Fedra is like the government, or just yeah. like a town? No, it's the government. It's it's like it's, it's like their version of FEMA. Like FEMA steps in and takes over. Mm-hmm. You know, but like militarized FEMA. Yeah. Okay. Fascist and no. And no oversight so there's no president anymore oh no so like what i don't know okay this is this is what i like this is what i understand like is there one like is central under the same leadership as seattle or you're gonna learn more about this in other episodes but essentially imagine each quarantine zone is nominally run by something called fedra Mm -hmm. but how good or bad they are differs in each city yeah and how fascist they are differs in each city and it's just yeah they're on their own to like run these zones yeah, there's well no. Where's the Where's the head of Fedra? There's no head well, of that, Fedra. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they, there's no hierarchy necessarily in that way where someone is like like a federal, you know, like oh. Fedra. Is it not? But they do work together it's, because some see, places are like have factories, for it's example, that make medicine, and there's only one place that right. does that still. So they do it's like, coordinate. It's like mm. it's like whoever took over, right? It's like who won. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's you know the the it's the, the they're the police way. they're the police that's it they're the police in every area and yeah. they control the resources and they control the jobs and they're horrible because right. power corrupts. Imagine there was nothing above police. Right. Yeah. And then the ex- executive oh. branch. <laughs> and no oversight I, on the police yeah, themselves. No, no. Yeah. yeah. You, you would imagine Not that, that they would much. coordinate a little police bit, officers. but they wouldn't influence each other in a way you know by you know superior authority yeah so we learn about bobby oh also do you notice that sarah says to joel i sell hardcore drugs and joel's like well that's better than what i do and now we Mm -hmm. meet joel and he's a drug dealer right oh yeah (laughs) he's a smuggler and a drug dealer that's really funny that's funny now we now we finally meet ellie and we meet her in the custody of the fireflies Mm mm-hmm and who are the fireflies compared to Fedra? Mm. Okay, so the let's fireflies get into it. are freedom fighters. Is it like Jedi versus Sith, or is this no. like like no. a small little group? Or it's like, rebels the versus fireflies? the Empire. Yeah. It's rebels definitely versus the rebels versus Empire. Yeah. Okay, keep going. But there's no emperor. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, so they want a return to actual free government, and they mm-hmm. want but they're restored you know, democracy and get rid of the crazy fascists that are taking over all of these Keep quarantine zones. Yeah. You know, et cetera. 
So what was your first reaction to Ellie? So perfect. I thought she was so good. Mm -hmm. Just her feistiness. I would say that, what is, what's the actress's name again? Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. Best. Mm -hmm. Even more feisty than original Ellie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just in the best way. Yeah. Oh, she's such a great actress. Do you ever watch the show The Worst Witch on Netflix? I've heard, I, I knew she was in that, but I've never watched it. I haven't seen it. I, well, that was a show that I would watch, like, back when I was working on VeggieTales, when I needed shows for my deadlines, that I just was talking, I just needed something on. Like, if I would be working late, I'd put The Worst Witch on, and every season would come out in, like, September, like, ooh, I'm going to watch The Worst Witch. And she was so fun and charming. But I thought, yeah, I was, I would go, I went into the scene going, okay, this character is such a big deal, so I'm going to want, what, I'm, what is my reaction going to be? And... They really did a good job. Like I ended up really liking her and believing her. She felt she feels very real, mm-hmm. and like lived in mm-hmm. the mm. the instant fuck you, the instant finger up, the pulling, literally banging at the chains, yeah. and she screams, "I'm not supposed to be here," which is wrong. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. like uh. like where we are right now in the calendar year. Like we just got the LA episode yesterday. So the big like backstory of Yeah. LA. So it's very fresh. But oh, it's okay. fresh. Um but just keeping with what we know from episode one. How do you um, think they manage the different way because we meet Ellie in the game from Joel's perspective, right? It's just when they when the door opens and she barrels into him, but now we get a little time with her and we see what her time with the fireflies. Yeah. Is I like, like that. Oh so this was new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, how fun. You, in See, the this game. Is, this is what makes me really appreciate the storytelling here. Like, the mm-hmm. fact that, like, I don't know, but, like, the fact that they're choosing to tell, like, the negative space in between the story yeah. is just such a great way because, like, watching something is different than playing something. Mm-hmm. And they're aware of that. And, like, uh keep going they're taking it but no they're taking they're, they're taking advantage of every yeah. new storytelling opportunity they have mm-hmm. with this to flesh out the world and make us feel for these characters who, yeah. you know like marlene is played by merle dandridge who is the only character i think who is playing yeah. her original role mm-hmm. yep, she was she was marlene in the game mm-hmm. first of all Mar- which one was marlene the tall black woman who was with ellie in the oh, in the beginning okay yeah. yeah she used to be a mimi in rent Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. She came to BroadwayCon yeah. once. And actually, she came Aww. to BroadwayCon when they were still working on Last of Us 2. Oh, nice. And I said, I just looked at her. I was like, oh, I'm the biggest fan of that game. And she goes, wait. Until <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. You know? So I got teased. I got teased by Merle Dandridge. She's so beautiful. Oh, my God. It's like intimidating. It's a very good Frankie, game, just wait. Just wait. Ugh. Zombies just really take it out of me, but I'm really intrigued. But the zombies, you love story, and the zombies are just the the thing that makes this story. Yeah. Like, would you say I get a whiff of superfluous storytelling and just like zombie gore and and just Uh -uh. gore? You're you're not going to get that at all. You're not going to. I will say this: an interesting criticism that's completely unfair and kind of hilarious that I've seen the game, not the game, the show get. Is like where are all the scenes with Joel where I'm getting like my head ripped off by the right. whatever the hell it is? Because like, like such a huge part of the game, especially when you play it on grounded and other high levels of difficulties, you die frequently. Eight million and, times, and you can't die once <laughs> in the show. 
So it's there's a very significant, you know, change in how you experience these characters. And, you know, some... And... Yep. Keep going, sorry. Nope. Well, like, some of the other, I don't know if you want to call it criticisms, but feedback that I've seen on Joel, especially kind of as the show progresses, is that they think that he's not, like, as hard of a character or stop reading reddit well and and it's it's silly right because again it comes from like he's not being violent enough or like he's acting too human he's acting like he's actually having an emotional response to his situation and not being violent enough Mm. in episode one he beats a man to death yeah with his hands with his Uh, hands yeah it's crazy well it's they have to make choices too because to a certain degree, he has plot armor because, mm-hmm. like, this mm-hmm. is a TV series. We know he's not going to die in episode one, two, or three, mm-hmm. and so we he they still have to make us care, right? And yeah. so, like, it's it's interesting in a way. It's kind of like a video game too, because you know he's going to get through to the end, mm-hmm. he's yeah, do it the right way. But also, he's not so, John Wayne. He's not interesting. He's not yeah. a superhero. He's not a Marvel character. You can't make it look like he's a contractor. He's a freaking contractor so you can't cool. make it look like he's invincible he has, has to be hard yeah you know and if he's too good at killing yeah. these at killing these infected it just yeah. loses all power mm-hmm. in you the know? podcast they've also said that they made an effort to make the show way way less violent than mm-hmm. the video game yeah and whenever they used violence they wanted it to really count mm-hmm. oh so good thank you yeah, yeah. so that's another good plus in, in its bucket for Frankie here. It's not yeah. going to be like extra about the violence, just for the sake of it. But also there is gross gore. There you know, is. I yeah. hate horror as a genre. I never watch the scary movies when you want to put them on. I'll sometimes <laughs> watch them, but I'm not necessarily into it. And that like preference does not get triggered ever in this show like when there is violence it's it's sci-fi fantasy violence really it's like what is it to cut up cut open a human who doesn't bleed blood like what is that even like how do you react to that in the same way you would watch in like a horror movie that triggered my trypophobia so bad (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, trypophobia but then also like the fact that like it's like 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 it's just like a person struggling to live and it's just like oh god like it's in their skin and like it's not just a guy in makeup it's like that's somebody who had fungus grow through their face body snatchers it's not a living dead and brain yeah and they didn't even get the chance to maybe fully die you know what i mean they just took over Mm -hmm. well what what is their consciousness well i'm curious this is a big question i'm curious what y'all think is the person still in there their brain is their brain witnessing everything that they're doing that they're unable to stop or do you think are they gone i would think up to a point i think it varies i think it's horrific i think it's probably the feeling that you might experience if you were like quote unquote losing your mind if you were like flipping over to some bipolar other other pole that you really don't have control over and the mm-hmm. voice in your head that's you it just gets quieter and quieter until it's gone and i i would hope Let's that there's like, some point in which that consciousness can no longer experience what's happening because that would be the merciful thing mm-hmm. but 
don't know. With the grandma. Like, you know the grandma in the background, how, like, she kind of, like, what to me would look like, I would say the grandma, no. Like, that person's not in there anymore because that body, to me, mm-hmm. seemed to die. And it just got, re- the muscles got reanimated by the zombies. Now, if there is a version of, like, we're fast-forwarding a little bit to the end of, towards an episode where there was a character who gets bitten and I don't see how it progresses. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was someone who didn't, like, lose the function of their body. They just got, like, bit in the neck or something. And then when that, that turns, I don't know what that looks like yet. I don't know if they go, like, and they have a spasm and crack and die. Or if it just kind of slowly takes over and they're just kind of like, oh, they're just, like, their fully healthy body, but with the brain, with their mushrooms and a brain. Like, I think we know so, that they don't, that... they don't die. Right, I'm pretty sure Neil Druckmann has said as they much. Yeah. yeah, which was a specific Fuck. thing that if you wanted to Fuck. point to that, differences in no. Walking Dead, like Walking Dead does That's, require they're not zombies dead. because they don't die. Yeah. yeah. So I, my personal theory is that up to clicker, up to click, oh, up to the point where your brain is exploded through by a mushroom, mm-hmm. you yeah. can understand what's happening. Yeah. But did you notice in the school scene? Oh God. Yeah. Well, gross. Yeah. Did you notice like in that. or like or that. until like you don't have the nutrition anymore to, to sustain your brain yeah. function and your body's just moving? That's around. a good one there. Yeah, mm, you know? I like that because that yeah. would be way like sooner than Clicker. Yeah, do you that notice one in this? Bugs Sorry. me. Like they don't eat but necessarily. In... How how do they do they have endless energy? What like well, what the is game their... they kind of do? Yeah, because they do eat them. Kind of, they just eat humans. Yeah, but when there's no humans around. Well, they seem to do pretty well. They, what, they, they don't eat humans, do they? Are they just bite to spread the like they funk like they feast on flesh? Well, you saw the grandma; she didn't just spores. bite and move on. She was like feasting, feasting. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not hundred percent. Oh, positive on that one. Yeah, I'm not a hundred. I'm not a hundred either. Like, Did I you notice know. in the school scene the kid twitching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a kid twitching. So, Frankie, to answer your question, that looked a lot to me. Like the first sign. Mm-hmm. I think okay. in that first episode, they have a sign when they bring in the kid into yeah. the QZ. There's a sign mm-hmm. that, that has the stages. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think one of yeah. the first things is twitching. I can't remember what else, but yeah. That's right. And they, they make, even with, with with Ellie, they make her kind of like, hold your hand up, hold it still. Like the fact that she is motor control still is a sign. It's like, for me, it was like, oh, she's in control. That means she's healthy. And so that, yeah, that makes sense. That is spooky. I didn't think about the fact that there you could be trapped in the mushroom kingdom. That's her in the mushroom kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Joel and Ellie's meeting. Ellie lunges out the door and gets knocked on her ass. Launched. Definitely laughed at that. In the wall. Yeah, Yeah. hilarious. Launched. The murderous look on her face. She sees this dude. (laughs) Right. Well, you think about the fact. Like, what was this girl's existence up to this point? Like, she was trained to to fight. And she wasn't the biggest kid in class. So she's, like, probably was not even, like, the best at it. (laughs) But she had rage. And she... How would you describe her at that point? Well, I mean, she's unprotected for one of the first times in her life it kind of seems like not in her life but she spent all this time at Fedra school mm-hmm. and the protection that i assume that provides them 
a little bit, and then she's with Marlene. And who, who she called the terrorist, basically. <laughs> which is pretty hostile. Do we do we learn about the Fedger schools in the show later? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. But... <laughs> cool. No, no, no. No, it was no, she talked about it. Yeah. She 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 refers to it often in the show. And so I figured we might learn about it later. So I was just being nosy. So we get us I think we get a kind of warmer Marlene, even though she's playing the same character. Mm-hmm. It feels like she's a little warmer in this version than in the game. Well, yeah. yeah, she spends more time, I think, with Ellie in, in general. Yeah. And she like she reveals that she has some connection to her. Yeah, that, I don't think that was in the game, was it? I don't remember that at all. It's in some of it, the the memorabilia that you pick up mm-hmm. in the game. Oh, okay. But it's late game stuff. How about Ellie picking up on that code in was cute. the apartment the way she did? Like she is smarter than she yeah. knows. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the code. Did you guys get the code? I didn't. No. The the radio thing? The radio thing. I didn't figure it out before she did. No. I got I mean I didn't know until she when she said like, Oh, so that means trouble. I was like, Oh, right. clever. I got it then. But I didn't get it before she told me. So now we see Joel who mm-hmm. is super, super closed off meeting this super, super closed off girl, and obviously we know what's what's gonna happen and they are given their marching orders. Get her out of the city. Yeah. Take oh, her someplace. Can we just talk about the yeah, uh, I don't know why yet? The you don't have uh, fucking ear right now line was that what it was yeah. <laughs> um, with Marlene and I don't know what the other fly, character's name, her name but that like, was I'll, hilarious I'll <laughs> you don't have a fucking ear right now shut up or whatever it is she yeah, said yeah. it's like I can do it you don't have an ear <laughs> and I know it's so yeah. intense yeah yeah the, they've really added a lot of humor like dark mm-hmm. but like yeah yeah I, I believe it it's a survival also, Tess calls Marlene the Che Guevara of Boston. Yeah. Kills me. <laughs> that was good. It's pretty great. And then the last kind of thing that happens in this episode is that they, they start to take her out of the QZ and mm-hmm. Joel, who like kills, he kills the Fedra agent, but they're therefore making it certain he can never go back to Boston. Yeah. The Fedra agent who, because he, see, he sees, mm-hmm. the PTSD comes back, he sees the guy that shot Sarah. Yeah. And Ellie is so into it. Yeah, that was Ellie was all excited to see <laughs> that. She's so into it, and you see it, the way she lunges for her knife, the way you know her face, her just her murderous face. She's yeah dark. She's not Sarah. Yeah, she's she's mm-hmm. attracted to violence. Yeah. Who's Sarah? What do you mean she's not Sarah? Sarah is, is Joel's mean? daughter. The daughter who died twenty oh, years I see. earlier. I see. I they see. also changed Joel and Tess a little bit. They don't kill Bobby. Bobby, Robert. Mm. They don't kill Robert. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody else has killed Robert. You think they're trying to soften them up a little bit? Probably. I know that I heard that they told Pedro Pascal to soften. Originally, he was playing Joel a little bit harder, and they told him to try to soften him a little bit more. I think that's just along the same lines of trying to make him more relatable, maybe. I think like there is this thing mm-hmm. in like TV, and maybe I'm speaking out of nowhere here, but like the idea that if you want people to empathize with your main character, like they can't be, you can't identify like cruel, like personality traits like in them. Like, and one silly example I just saw this today was a clip from the Superman 
sequel, Superman 2, a, a scene that they deleted, mm -hmm. and Lois Lane's confronting Clark and says, you know, I, I know you're Superman, like, I, and Clark's still being like, it's crazy, you know, and you, you can't be you know, jumping out of buildings trying to prove that I'm Superman, you're going to hurt yourself and all this. And Lois pulls out a gun and says, well, not, like, basically shoots him. And like Clark Kent, uh -huh. like immediately turns into Superman, like his shoulders straighten up, his voice changes, and he's like, I forget what he says, but he's like, God damn it, Lois. Like, if, if I was Clark, <laughs> right. you would have killed me. And it's like, but you're not. And then Lois is like, you know, sh holds up the gun and points out the fact that there were blanks in the gun. And so she tricks him basically into revealing right. that. But they get rid of it because like the like we don't want to see Lois shooting Superman. Like uh, you will have a oh, different relationship with Lois if even if it's blanks. Like they that's when you let the meta narrative inform the narrative. Mm -hmm. Like you're like you don't like I don't objectively want to see Superman get shot by Lois Lane. Right. Like I'd like someone like sometimes that's good. Like a like a suit wants to like I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want this right. to happen. And yeah. you have to like ugh. And you're like, but it's so good for the story. That's clever. It's like yeah, no. it's a hilarious so scene. You have to like write around it. And when you're, I mean? but like at the same time, you can see you can appreciate how like oh okay. When you're playing Joel too, you don't necessarily blame Joel right. for killing everybody because really it's you. When doing you're it. the one doing it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't be mad at him when you're the one pressing, you know, R two over here to, you know, stab the guy in the neck. That's a great observation. Square. I think that's what it is. Right. Really. Meanwhile, they're like they're like Naughty Dog or HBO says all cops are you know all cops are bastards because they just kill the cop. He just beats up right. the cop with his bare hands. But I guess the PTSD that and that kicks in. They are a very different actual entity, as we know, yeah. than modern day police. Yeah. Well, these guys are like like pro. Like these guys are yeah. Like these super, guys are hanging fascists. people every night. Yeah, they're hanging people day. for leaving the. Yeah, leaving the zone. But Ridiculous. yeah, and HBO was like, well, this guy can die. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. And he's a corrupt right. one, quote unquote. You know, he also. Yeah, well, like... we saw that he was eating pills or taking pills. So now we've already like knocked him down on the moral pedestal of people that we care about. So. And Joel killed him in protection of oh, Ellie. Oh, to me. Yeah, also true. Also true. Makes it better, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, it's true. Yeah, to me, it, it showed that he made the sacrifice of killing somebody he had a relationship with for this girl, mm -hmm. because like he, they, they could tell that they were like they, they they were like reluctant. They were like, okay, he was a supplier. They had a they had a, a relationship. And then, well, I mean, I feel like we'd be remiss not to point out the fact that up until this point, the only reason that Joel is involved in any of this is because he's trying to find his brother. He right. believes that if mm -hmm. they hand you know, this cargo, you know, girl off, they'll get a big payout and they'll get their car battery and they'll go on their way. And and that is the only driving cause for Joel up until Tess starts to believe more in their situation. And then he's doing it for her because, you know, she sees redemption in their, you know, protecting Ellie and taking her where they need to take her. And... I think that, mm. you know, that totally. eventually is something that Joel comes to agree with or at least embrace for, for Tess's sake, you know, who was meant to be his girlfriend or, you know, whoever she was to him for many years, as we come to see later on. To get Joel to the point that they need to get him, 
Mm-hmm. They need to keep changing the stakes for him. Yeah. They need to keep changing his motivation because once the b- car battery is not enough, yeah, something has to change. So then it has to be tests, and then it has to be the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. And it's it's mm-hmm. getting him where he has to go that he's so resistant is going to take a lot of external factors. Because, like Frankie, it's not a spoiler to say you know he can, you know he's going to care about this girl. It's just like, come on, oh, yeah. that's like that's the story. But I think killing this this Fedra guy, they earn it, and they and it they is believe earned, it. Yeah, and like and it, it's it is great earned. so far. Exactly, yeah. they work really hard. It is very yeah. earned, and that's why it's is what it is. Yeah. So that's oh. episode one. One more thing. Did you no, guys catch the clicker at the very end during your first watch through? One. At the very yeah, end there's of what? one clicker when they pull out to show Boston when they're walking. There's yes, one on like, the beam. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Little roof. little dude all alone clicking yeah. his way across Boston. Right, screaming into the. Into He's the just darkness. a wanderer. He's just doing his thing. Yeah. He's trying to become a bloater. One day it'll happen. <laughs> one day okay. it'll happen. <laughs> Slowly and then all at once. All <laughs> right, over to the drums as usual. Yeah, let's yeah let's go to the drums and talk about something other than zombies because ugh. Uh, uh. So the podcast was called The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling, and there's been two episodes so far. And the Have you next to them? one comes out tomorrow. Have you listened to them? I'm joking because I know we're not going to talk about. No, this right we can now, talk about it a little bit. I mean, it's a podcast network owned by a famous conservative columnist. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, we started listening uh, to the first oh, episode, fuck. and John like was so bothered. He was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Because it was such a like. It yeah, just were... you just have to look around at who you're in bed with, you know. Did yeah. you listen to it? Oh fuck no! Did they reach out to you? We were w- they half say... wondering that they that they would have, like Megan Phelps or anybody, because I know that they fuck. reached out to like contrapoints, and I felt like if they were reaching out to contrapoints, well, and they used your think... picture in like one of the first articles about the episode, like what? No. When they when they make reference to fan sites or whatever, then they link to the article oh, yeah. about yeah, they link like... to an article that's. You and J.K. Rowling right next to each other in like the the top picture. Oh yeah, because when the Guardian or the Daily Mail or whoever mm-hmm. made that ridiculous po- yeah. that ridiculous news story, like looking for clicks about right. that mentioned, like you must be yeah. desperate right. for mentioning me and your clicks. All right, I'm looking. <laughs> Who am I looking for? I look at my what oh, the website that has the link to. Yeah, it was on like the official website for the podcast. Because she, we we know that they reached out to the YouTube channel ContraPoints. Because they said that you know J.K. Rowling had watched the video that uh, you know that they made about the topic. Well, they talked to her about her. Yeah, and so they wanted to. Oh, really? They wanted to interview her and, and basically kind of continue the conversation and contrapoints like. She said it did not go well. Did not say didn't, didn't go well, and she regrets participating in it. Oh wait, so she's in the in the thing? Apparently going to be. Yeah, she, yeah. that hasn't been oh, in the episodes fuck. yet. But. I don't think so. I I. So, true story, I still get the occasional, hey, would you be on our thing about Harry Potter, especially when the 25th anniversary came around, and mm-hmm. I just always answer them with, we're going to talk about Jackie Rowling's transphobia or no? And sometimes they answer me and sometimes they don't, but that yeah. determines the next mm. the next step, you know. Oh, nice. Um, anyway, I can't, yeah, I mean, when, I you're, when your podcast has to be made by Barry Weiss and you don't look at your life and your choices, I don't know what to tell you. They spent the whole damn first episode like the fluffiest of story about J.K. Rowling, like her sad life. I, what? But just also like well, a, I don't get about it. Like a big pump up bio, like biography about coming from you know nothing or just 
all of her struggles and all of her this and that you know like they're really just you know and, and like using like uh, like voiceover like you know, quoting passages from like sorcerer's stone and just making it into like God. this the sort of thing that like we've seen dozens of times but for this purpose it just felt so like gross ugh. Like, don't don't wrap this up in that, please. Can can't you just leave that be? Like, put the blanket down. We still sit on that sometimes. Like, if you put go get some new clothes, just leave it. Yeah, like. Yeah, I'm looking at this vulture article that it says they want. It says it wants to have a conversation, but it really just wants to give a sermon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's accurate. Uh, I think it's intelligent for us to realize that their vocabulary and their problem solving can be very very limited Mm -hmm. and so their way of communicating a lot of times is limited to sermons or exposition dumps Um, it's not a conversation it's it's just like a monologue at that point and I think that she mm -hmm. had a number of platforms for that type of monologue but she's not going to produce her own podcast so this is what we got people only read so much these days there's something to Losing your fandom, losing yeah. something. Oh God, yeah, that it's, was so. It's been like a death. It's been like yeah. like your town burned down. It's like <laughs> you can't go back to this place that like you used to be able to go to. It's been ridiculous. And it's, it's losing your home. It's so weird. Like all of the people we talked to about our wedding and who know us or have heard that we met through Harry Potter, it's constantly like, "What are you gonna do when your wedding that has to do with Harry Potter?" You're like nothing. And then you have to have the whole conversation of like, right. we're not going to do that. No. I found the article about ContraPoints. Yeah. Oh my or God, this woman who's doing the thing is a former member of the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. She, she, she. Oh God. She got de-radicalized though. She wrote a whole book about it. Like, yeah, I actually leaving, read it like last the year. Church. Yeah. Reformed yeah. bigot is what she calls herself. Right. She, some guy on Twitter. Oh, you know, if we can't believe. Mind and she married him and. We can't believe in reforming bigots, then we're going to have to live for the rest of our lives with like a load of bigots that have exposed themselves no, these past because... eight years. I'm just saying, like, yeah, they can exactly. be former bigots, but like, they have to hope that people can improve themselves. There's a lot of them now. Is there like willing to admit falsehood now, rather than complain? Like, I'm being picked on for my beliefs being different. That's not a repentant no, bigot. That That's someone who's no, being yeah, they're mad. Yeah, defending their position at that point it's not the same yeah, yeah yeah for sure but yeah everyone needs a chance of forgiveness and and like to do things right but doing things right can be complicated sometimes sorry i'm lost in the okay i'm gonna stop looking at i'm yeah, sorry read the article. i thought you would have seen that i thought you would have had like a google alert or something on yourself i have lots have... of google alerts that i don't pay attention to anymore yeah what yeah. else are you guys watching and listening to these days Oh, I have one. The Capture. Atlanta. No, it's on Peacock. It's called The Capture. Mm, John, seen that one. this is for you. It's about deep fakes. Oh, boy. And it's amazing. You should oh watch it. For sure. I'm ready to watch it. You like deep fakes, John? I am intrigued by all of the new technologies. Please don't get him started. And I, I, I don't fuck mm-hmm. with making deep fakes. Other than the hilarious idea of not knowing that I have thousands of hours of all of us talking and that we could automate a podcast about anything at this point with, you know, voice models and chat GPT. Like, I could make a podcast about Sloppy Joes tomorrow. Do it. There's not enough podcasts about Sloppy Joes. It's probably true. I'm sure there's at least one. Spooky. 
Well, we hope you all are enjoying us talking about The Last of Us. We're going to keep going through the season. I think maybe next episode we'll do a small episode two and then do most well, of it I think, episode three. Yeah, next episode two, like, a lot of this was us talking about the show, mm-hmm. not the episode. Yeah. And so, like, next time since we already talked about the show and that kind of stuff and, like, our familiarity with it, it should, I think it'll be a different yeah, thing. We'll, 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 I'm sure there'll be things that we remember that we missed that we wanted to yep. talk about and we'll talk about it then. And... Tell us what you think. Yeah. Tweet at us at Pottercast. We are, tw- I think our Instagram is the Pottercast. We never posted it. We're going to get better about that. And we'll see you next time. For including right. me. Let me just say really quick yeah. that after talking to Frankie about The Last of Us, I'm convinced, A, he probably couldn't play the game. Sure. But even if he did, he especially would hate part two. You will hate part two. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. That was fun. That was fun, y'all. Thanks for inviting me. Let me just say really quick that after talking to Frankie about The Last of Us, I'm convinced, A, he probably couldn't play the game. Sure. But even if he did, he especially would hate part two. You will hate part two. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyhow.